Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. For our next episode of the Gifters Podcast, we have Palace Hupe Cotter. Palace is an Emmy award-winning former TV anchor and now an award-winning public speaker, writer, and mentor living in New Zealand. You can follow her on Facebook with Pop with Palace or check her out at popwithpalace.com. Palace, thanks so much for being on Gifters Podcast where your story is gift to the world. Thank you so much, Christopher. I was really surprised that you found me all the way down here at the bottom of the world, quite frankly. So, no, I just find this social media thing that we are all on just so fascinating. I'm looking at your server right now, and I, and I, and I love interviewing people in general, but I love meeting people that have grew up and have lived in different places, in your case, U.S., U.K., Saudi Arabia, and now in New Zealand, which is why your accent doesn't really sound like you're a Kiwi. So nope. kind of share with us a little bit about your upbringing and how you feel that that upbringing created this amazing person that you are now. Well, first of all, thank you for the compliment. Uh, secondly, I, I actually did talk about that a bit in a TEDx talk that I did just after I moved here called Leading an Extraordinary Life, because I really credit my parents and their mindset for helping me become who I am. They met in Greece. They named me Pallas after Pallas Athena, and it's spelled like Dallas with a P in case anyone's wondering about that, not like the big castle. Uh, so they ingrained in me from day one that the world is huge and there's a lot to learn and enjoy. We did move back to the States. I lived everywhere from New York to California to Oregon to DC. And then at about 13, my father came home and announced that he had taken a job in Saudi Arabia. So off they went, I went to boarding school and then this new chapter of my life began. And at that point, I was a very shy child. So this sort of forced me to step outside of my comfort zone and each step that I took beyond the comfort zone, the stronger I got. And just yesterday, someone called me very outgoing and extroverted. And I kind of laughed because I made myself that way. And also, the other thing is when you start living a life like that, then suddenly the world is a little too small to just stay in one place. And so that's how we ended up in New Zealand. That's great. And, and what do you feel as a person that's traveled the world that you feel you've learned as opposed to someone who might have just been in the same zip code or the same state or same city that they may not see? Like, Because you have not just lived in, because, you know, Saudi Arabia, I've been to the Middle East, I've been to the UK, and I'm, I'm from the States, and now you're in New Zealand. They're vastly different relative to the, the people and culture. So I'm just curious, like, if you were to pick one specific thing that you're most grateful for, given that you've traveled so much, what would that thing be? Perspective. I really, really changed my perspective. Of course, when I moved, when I was born in, in uh, Turkey, as it happens, um, <laughs> I was too young to understand, obviously, anything. I did my formative growing up years uh, in the D.C. area. And then when we were sort of sandblasted out of there to Saudi, my perspective changed overnight. I then learned about different values. Uh, different ways of living just daily and understanding how and even different cuisines it's just it's amazing it's mind-blowing and suddenly you start to look at what you do and why you do it and does it actually match who you are because so many of us rather blindly just follow along on these traditional paths and we don't really question along the way does this really fit me suit me reflect who I am inside 
Yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, sometimes people don't realize, like like Saudi Arabia, for instance, just last year, women were able to to drive, and and you're a, a former TV anchor as well as a speaker. So I'm just curious, from a, a female perspective, when you when you're living there at the time, I mean, what did you feel about? their culture and this is not about a judgment it's more about observation you know like because i have saudi friends and she specifically says it's kind of unsafe sometimes i'm just curious since you live there it's it's a different perspective as what you're saying like what, what did you think about their culture that was both unique and interesting well number one you hit it on the head it was an opportunity for me to observe not to judge so it does sort of go counter to the Western belief and my belief in independent women and being able to control your own life. But I can't go into another culture and say what you're doing is wrong. I just have to observe and see, is it serving? Who is it serving? It was a really fascinating culture because they educated their women to the hilt, but then didn't give them lots of opportunities to, to work. And then, of course, the marriages were arranged and then women had to be driven around and their lives were very limited. So that was painful for me to observe, because when you do have a chance to get educated and even some of them traveled around the world and then to come back to a society that didn't allow them to enjoy the fruits of that work or that experience was painful for me. Um, interestingly, I did a children's television show over there wow. because we were working for the Ministry of Information. Don't know how that happens, but it was an incredible opportunity to travel around the country because there are different areas. It's not all sand dunes and deserts down by the Yemeni border. There are cliffs and they get snow in the winter and they're slightly different cultures. So, um, yes, I also had uh, friends who were women who would get together and their biggest accomplishment one was to put together a telephone that had broken because that's all she was allowed to do and so as odd as that sounds it was um eye-opening in terms of i was grateful for the freedom and the opportunities that i had and and i better understand some of the headlines that make the news and so when i was in the news i understood the culture more and i didn't uh, judge it as so black and white yeah, and it, and it always helps when you meet people from there because, like I said, I, I have a Saudi friend. She's a beautiful woman, and she came to this homeless youth program I created, and she shared with our our kids at the shelter in LA, where you know these kids are poor, they're homeless, and she was just sharing with them this Arabic tea and talked about the customs of Islam. And again, it's just about non judgment, observation, and just appreciating. So I appreciate you being on this podcast because you do bring a different perspective, as you said. And let's dive into this whole pop process. What is that and how do you help your clients? Well, POP is for power of passion, purpose, and personality, also personal brand. I, I love alliterate. So <laughs> I chose something that I could work with. But it's because just that uh, I described before, when your life on the outside doesn't match who you are on the inside. And at the top of my, at the peak of my news career, a friend of mine introduced me one day very excitedly as this is Palace, the TV news anchor. And I just had this smile frozen on my face. And I thought, this is not who I want to be. Not now. I've got so much more living to do and so much more to contribute, which was odd because up until that point, that's what I worked to become. And I feel like lots of people are, are stuck, are trapped in a bubble, I say. They either don't have a clear idea of who they want to be, but they know that there's something wrong. They feel out of alignment, unfulfilled and unhappy, but something's stopping them, fear and doubt uh, about doing the wrong thing or how their skills will translate 
or they don't have the words to articulate what it is they have to offer. So when I came to New Zealand, I hit reset and I examined all of that and I co-created this thing called the pop process, which is actually based on chocolate. And the idea is we want a little hint on the outside of who you are on the inside. So I say I'm like a dark chocolate with ginger. You know, I have some strength, I have some sweetness, but I have a little bite, a little challenge because I challenge my clients and my audiences. You know, you, if you can see me right now, I'm literally smiling because I'm like, I was like thinking, that is so cool. You literally related chocolate to your coaching. And it's like, what, you know, what's funny about that is actually, I, I do a lot of speaking and, and workshops. And at one point they said, you should bring chocolate to your workshops and speeches because who's not going to like you if you're handing out chocolate? Because everyone <laughs> universe likes chocolate. So kudos to you for actually bringing out things that stand up. Because I always tell my clients that you have to be concise specific and sexy and the sexy thing is the thing is that we live in such a distracted world where if you don't really show a more entertaining side then people just kind of look at you as is like whatever and with me i always say hey people hire me because of my cool hair and they often chuckle a lot because i just have this like this this lion name of hair but though i like my hair but it's like i'm being facetious but it's just something that you can talk about as opposed to just being all serious and you're this award-winning yes. former tv anchor so I, I love the fact that you do that with your brand because it just makes you stand out. And that's it. It just makes you differentiate from someone else. So if you open a box of fancy chocolates, you can see all the different flavors in there. There's room for them all. And it doesn't mean one is better than the other. Someone might prefer one to the other, but then you've got a great match. Like I am sold on dark chocolate for life. That's just <laughs> it. We'll always pick it. So yes, it is. You're absolutely right about finding a way to just differentiate or distinguish yourself from from the rest because there's so many people out there and they're so great. We're not any better than, but we are our own distinct flavor. And I want people to embrace that and learn how to position themselves like that. You know, Palace, our time up, our time here is over. So I hope all of our listeners can sink their teeth into some of the things you've shared, especially also the way you share it in terms of your expressiveness and your passion. So Palace, how can our guests stay in touch with you? Well, you mentioned popwithpalace.com. Again, palace like Dallas with a P. And that's my online portal. I'm on a mission to help 100,000 people lead lives that pop. And so this, like you, is a way to get people there. Um, it's very easy to see. I've got a couple of books there and coaching offerings. So that's a good place to start. Awesome. Palace, thanks so much for your time. And I hope you have a great time in New Zealand. Thank you. We'll see you here down down here one day soon, Christopher. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye.